Welcome to Flourish, where we explore how to nurture, coach, and inspire the children we love to develop their inner genius and let it bloom. I'm your host, Diane Flanagan. And for those of you who don't know me, I am a very lucky parent that discovered her son had a natural gift at a very young age. He has a natural talent, a talent that needed unwavering attention, dedication, and devotion. How did I raise my child in order to help him discover his genius? There's no quick answer to that one, but what I do have is some insights and inspiration, not to mention 20 years of experience and still counting. It's been a journey and I wanted to share my knowledge as I believe it's my purpose to help others bring out the best in the next generation. So I created this outlet where we could reach a global community with a common interest in raising our children and help them discover the gift within. We are going to discuss different stages and experiences we've had so we can all learn together. I'm looking forward to hearing your own stories that I can share with our community as we build a strong foundation for the future of our children. My parents were excellent role models. They were definite leaders and they led by example. As leaders, they just didn't talk the talk, they taught. They didn't just delegate, they dove in. And they didn't just expect me to know what to do, they showed me how to do it. They took the time, energy, and patience to ensure my siblings and myself knew the proper way to do things. Which completely worked for me, as I like to learn by doing. Einstein says, example isn't another way to teach, it's the only way to teach. And I love that. And I love Einstein quotations, they're so inspirational. Children are tiny sponges that will absorb everything and anything you throw at them, as long as you teach them. Whether it be physical or logical, visual or auditory, verbal, emotional, or even spiritually. These sponges can be shaped. These sponges like to learn. Learn with others. Sometimes they prefer working on their own. You are their leader their coach, their mentor, their lab assistant. So pay attention, experiment, discover from your child which learning style works best for them. There may be more dominant style in certain conditions, definitely than others, but by no mean am I a psychologist or therapist. But I did pay attention what worked best for Nicholas. When it came to learning something new, that's what matters most. Sometimes it's a combination of learning styles and sometimes there's a more predominant one. No one size fits all when it comes to learning. Some children do very well learning in groups. They don't wanna miss out on a thing. Nicholas was great in a group setting when it came to science, not a problem. Math, well, Sometimes when he was timed to do many equations in under a minute, he didn't like that. But English, oh my. After such a great start over the years, it really waned. 
he would come home from school sometimes very overwhelmed at the prospect of doing his English homework. Once a week, his teacher would give him a list of words to use. She used a system called Word, The Word Within the Word by Michael Thompson. I actually liked this style of learning. However, trusting that he was actually being taught these words was my mistake. Inasmuch as we would sit together during homework time, it turns out that Nichols wasn't absorbing and understanding these words. He was falling behind the other students in the curriculum. So I asked him one day what was going on in the classroom. How come he wasn't learning these words? Well, nothing's going on in the classroom, Mom. She just gives us this list and expects us to learn them. Now, I know my child's gift in life is academic, so I found this a bit baffling. Was it that he didn't learn well in a group setting? Or was he actually not being taught? Was he expected to just memorize? Or actually learn the material? Turns out a little bit of both. He was expected to learn the material, but on his own, since all baby geniuses are supposed to just know. <laughs> Well, seriously, that's like asking a budding hockey player to hit the ice and already know how to skate. That's like asking a prima ballerina to master a pirouette without practicing. I knew that I needed to take matters into my own hands. The following Monday, when Nicholas brought home his list of words to memorize by Friday's test day, I gave him the night off. I told him, leave the list with me. We have to figure out a better way. And I'd like some time to sort of digest what this program's all about. After a day of deliberation, I decided to take a more logical approach. Nicholas is a natural at the sciences and reasoning. So I put the words he had to learn into his world. We all learn in pictures, and we all can visualize in pictures quite easily once we learn the material. The brain is an amazing computer designed to put picture in our databanks, which in turn makes it easier to remember events, people, places, things. Not always names though. <laughs> Without even realizing what you are doing, the brain adds memories automatically. In reviewing the list, I noticed that the word within the word was just that. These words did not need to be memorized. They just needed to be understood. Hence began my relearning of the written word. It was my aha moment to rediscover the English language as I had to really think about structure and definition. The word within the word syllabus teaches the important role of Latin and Greek stems in academic English. He hadn't learned any Latin or Greek thus far, so I decided to make it fun and created a game for him. Nicholas had a hamster named Hammy. He became our little English mascot. He would go on great adventures within the realm of these words. I kept it relatively simple, but relative so that once he was back in the classroom, in his mind's eye, 
his imagination would see Hammy on his adventures and comprehend the word's meaning in a different direction. And it worked. I admit I had to manipulate vocabulary quite a bit to reach his 10-year-old brain, not to mention to create a story of 25 new words each week, but I did. Because I knew in my heart of hearts that eventually he would begin to use these words and use his own imagination in associating the words with the pictures. The 25 words each week made the task a bit daunting for me, but it did get easier over time. The other reason I decided to make stories was that Nicholas would come home with his test results and the exam had no correlation between each sentence for each word. So not only did he have to learn the words and the meaning and the stems, but he also had to understand their context in 25 different examples. I'm saying this out loud 10 years later and it still doesn't make sense to me. Here's an example for you, if you're struggling in this department, on how I created a story for Nicholas to remember. I'm going to use real words from his curriculum. The first five, I did it in groupings of five. Interstellar, combination, confined, distracted, and misfortune. Those are pretty big words. The visual I created was in the story of Hammy the hamster and his adventures. So, Hammy Hamster was lost in interstellar space. The darkness of space and twinkling stars was an interesting combination. He was confined to the front of the spaceship as he was easily distracted by shiny objects. He did not want the misfortune of losing his treasure before landing again on Earth. The simplicity of that paragraph really resonated with Nicholas. What did you think of the little story? Could you visualize Hammy at the helm, staring into space, maybe shivering in fear, gripping the steering wheel? He was trapped in nothing but his own darkness and a glimmer in the distance from the stars. We all know that Nicholas Hamster actually lived in a cage in his room and ran all day on a spinning wheel in a hurry going nowhere. But these adventures Hammy went on made the words a lot more personal for Nicholas. And then he could really think in pictures. Let me give you one more example. Since there might be somebody out there that's really struggling with vocabulary and storytelling it might work for you. So this time the words are luminous, infinite, attracted, photograph, and confidence. Hammy Hamster set sail one evening with nothing but the wind and the luminous moonlight to guide him. Hammy could see an infinite way into the distance with no land in sight. As the ocean sparkled and sea breeze flowed, Hammy's sailboat attracted a pod of dolphins swimming in his wake. The setting was picture perfect, like a photograph. With courage and true confidence, Hammy set his sights on the horizon. I love it when Hammy takes a sailboat out. It's a fun story. 
And so by breaking down the list of 25 words into smaller groupings, the task was more manageable. We focus not on the obstacles, but on the opportunity to improve his odds, even if it was just a little for ultimate achievement. The following year, I didn't have to make up one sentence for Nicholas. I think it was a combination of storytelling, imagination, and that stellar teacher he had. <laughs> she was amazing. Her grasp of how to convey the teachings of the English language was truly impressive. I would also like to think he thought about the words a bit differently, based on, of course, the adventures of Hammy the hamster. In fact, Nicholas was absorbing the English language so well now that he was inspired to enter a writing competition in grade six. His poem went on to be published and bound in a beautiful book. It was a really fun experience for him. Here's the poem. It's called Riptide. An exhilarating day on the beach. I'm yearning for a swim. I questioned the lifeguard, if I may. He answered, okay, as long as you avoid the riptide on the east side. So I dashed to the tranquil water and dove right in. I swam and swam, then suddenly halted. I saw a red flag on the horizon, on the lifeguard's tower. Not knowing what it meant, I just kept swimming. I suddenly noticed I was at least six fathoms out to sea, so I tried swimming back, but the riptide was too burly. Then after two minutes of swimming, my dad finally rescued me, and I went on my day, usually. There you go. I, I, I know. I, was, I had to share it. I'm, I'm so proud. <laughs> I was so proud, and I still am, obviously. Okay. Do you suppose that's how uh, maybe Robert Frost got his, his start? Yeah. What's interesting to me is this poem that Nicholas created was inspired by a true story. We were in Costa Rica, um, I think just for a week with friends, and for a nice little vacation, we started on the beach, and Nicholas was playing in the ocean, as usual. He was older now and been swimming for years, so I was feeling confident he would be fine where he was swimming. And I was on shore, and Dennis's dad uh, doesn't really swim much. He was in the ocean, too. To my chagrin, I looked away briefly to get my camera out, only to look back and witness a riptide sweeping Nicholas away. Being a very calm child, he just went with the flow. Didn't think twice about it. Maybe he was even having fun. Mama Bear was not having fun and shrieking at the top of my lungs. I was frantic. Thankfully, Dennis heard me <laughs> and was able to reach him before he'd gone too far. Note to self, get more information before you go on vacation. Apparently, Costa Rica is notorious for riptides. I hope now, 10 years later, they've put up some signage on the beaches, warning us gringos of the dangers ahead. We were truly amazed at Costa Rica and how beautiful it is. Oh, I'm glad Nicholas took that memory and made it a positive experience.
We were truly in awe of everything on that trip. The grasshoppers looked like they were something out of Jurassic Park. They are ginormous. The volcano and lush tropical rainforests. Our favorite experience was the Tabacon area, where we enjoyed the hot pools and the natural streams of the Rio Tabacon after our mud bath. <laughs> that was fun. The memories are ingrained in us. The entire trip was a true experience. Right down to the bowl of baby eel soup Nicholas ordered our last night in San Jose. <laughs> we just looked at him going, are you really going to eat that? What were you thinking? He looked, I don't know, very adventurous. So I hope it was good, Nicholas. Actually, it was. My tiny sponge Nicholas learns well when led by example. As his lab assistant, I got to conduct many experiments on what worked for Nicholas and what didn't when it came to learning something new, especially when it didn't come naturally. Please subscribe and consider leaving a gracious review. I really appreciate your feedback. As we build a show, it's important to know what content is valid and what you want to hear more about. If you'd like to support the show, please visit flourish.mom, that's M-O-M website, and there is a Patreon link and a community link to join. I would love to hear your stories on what different ways you helped your child learn, what different discoveries, maybe you're an educator and you've found some magic touch there. How did you create a visual to learn in pictures? And I know we do it in the younger school years, but it was obviously just as effective in the middle school or junior high years for Nicholas. If you are a teacher and have mad skills like Nicholas's English teacher, feel free to share your knowledge with all of us. Together we will reach a global community on how to nurture, coach, and inspire the children we love at any age to develop their genius and to let it flourish. We are all born with a gift. We are all born with purpose. Life's journey is to hone and develop that gift as purpose changes within. I'm going to add one more Einstein quote as my inspiration for the day, just based on this storytelling of mine. So it's imagination is more important than knowledge. And there's a little bit more to that quote that I want to share with you because I think we're all familiar with the first part. But it goes on to say, for knowledge is limited to all we know and understand, while imagination embraces the entire world and all there ever will be to know and understand. Ah, oh, so true. So true. Thank you, Master Nicholas, for your music composition for the show. Absolutely love it. And thank you. Live well, my friends. Thanks for listening. <laughs>